I'm interviewing a guitarist from South Wales named James Oliver. Hello, James Oliver. How's it going? How are you, Drew? So, James, uh, you put out an album called Twang in April. Well, uh, no, basically, you know, we, we, we put the album together, you know, in, we, we wrote all the songs in two days, me and Dawson. There's um, three covers on the record because originally the album was just going to be sold at gigs. So the plan was that there'd be originals on there. But if I play the covers at the gigs... People yeah. might, buy, might buy the CD because oh look he does Dick Dale Mizzaloo yeah, live yeah, and they of love course. yeah and then oh look it's on the CD so we'll buy the CD so that was the original plan so so we just sort of rehearsed it and we we, re- we didn't record it in the order it is on the record you know uh, so tell me you just toured in Sweden how, how did all that come about why Sweden and uh, how did it go man well, basically, it was again, I mean, like many guitar players do, we all post videos on Facebook and Instagram, don't we? You know, whether oh, yeah. they be full songs or licks or, or whatever it is. So I posted it. In fact, I was playing Mizaloo and um, I had a friend request of a guy called Mickey Fennell. And I, and I knew who Mickey Fennell was because he was in a really famous Scandinavian rock and roll band called The Refreshments. So he asked me last year, would I like to do a tour of Sweden? And I said, yes. So basically we, you know, so the, the year passes by and obviously we got this COVID thing. So we've lost loads and loads of gigs, but luckily we still managed to do the Sweden thing and it was great. I mean, the, tur- the, the uh, considering we'd never been there before in the COVID situation, the turnouts were good. I, I, I took 50 CDs with me and I sold all those. Nice. And, um, and we're going to go back next year and we're going to do Norway as well. Nice. Physical so, sales, yeah. baby. You know, it's just an extra, it's a, it's an extra thrill, you know, and I, I, Oh, I love selling CDs. I get a real kick out of that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. It's, and it's like, and I'm sure you get an extra kick out of it because you work very hard with your music and you, you know, to anyone who pays money to see rock music, you know, should absolutely pay the money to listen to your album, you know? Oh, I appreciate that. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, my my main sales are, are gigs, you know. I sell vinyl and CDs on gigs. But, nice. I mean, considering it's the first album, this one has done okay online. As a whole, how is it as a, a country with rock and roll? Um, the, the people are, very, are way more respectful there, and they also respect the rules of this COVID thing. Like, obviously, I've shared some videos online of us playing there, and you I mean, and the, at the end they're clapping and cheering and, and whatnot. But people are commenting about when we when we're playing, they just sort of sat there. But what you know, what the yeah. people commenting got to realize is the dancing at the moment is forbidden in their country because of this COVID. Yeah. So everybody's just sitting and listening. You know, they, they, there's nobody playing on their phones and talking. They're just yeah. sitting and listening. And I just think they've got a better grasp on the on the on the covid situation i and I, I know i know we're not about covid not about music yeah. but because they've got a better grasp on the covid situation they are allowed to have music and we are not over here yeah so if that makes any sense absolutely yeah where I'm coming from yeah. and i mean they i mean all the people that watched us were really knowledgeable 
and you know they come up and you know we do my songs and we do covers and they'd say to me all I can't believe you you know you 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 do that song by Vince Taylor and the Playboys I haven't heard yeah. that for years oh so yeah I, that's seen us were very knowledgeable and in and they were in they were into what we were doing you know which I like how many shows did you play in Sweden um I don't know if it was eight I'm on a minute. I, I'm gonna count them because it was either eight or nine I can't remember Gotcha. And eight they were... it was. It was eight. I saw you do Red House. That was such a great rendition. And I I personally love that song because I personally feel that's like the last great blues standard um really ever. I, I think you're right, actually. I, I, I never thought of it like that. But I mean it's like I suppose, you know, you, you could call it cabaret blues, right? And, it, and obviously the songs are not cabaret, but there's songs that every blues band does. And it's like, Hoochie Coochie Man, Got My Mojo Working, Sweet Home Chicago, and every blues band does do Red House, don't they? Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're great songs. Wonderful songs. Yeah, but and, you... Yeah, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. No, it's not me. I just think they're, they're great songs. And I mean... I suppose with the Red House thing, we, again, that was a request on a gig. So we just did it. And then people seemed to, you know, they seemed to like that. So we just kept doing it, you know. Your gear. Now, your your gear situation while you were in Sweden. I took the Telecaster, the red Telecaster, which I use. And um, I just took that on the plane. And I took uh, two guitar pedals in my suitcase and then, Mickey, who's the, he's the uh, you know the uh, agent, driver, bass player, road nice. crew, the all the everything. Yeah, he he's got a massive collection of amps, and and he knows I'm a big Dave Edmonds fan, and I use one of Dave Edmonds' old amps. So in my head, I sounded like Dave Edmonds, even though I didn't. What what two pedals uh, did you use? A JHS Milkman, which is sort of the pedal I always use, which is a. Uh, Slap back echo and clean boost in one, and nice. and I and I just took an overdrive pedal, which was a Tone City Little Heat pedal, which is which is the one that Greg Cock has been um has been promoting online. It's tiny, you know, you, you can you can fit it in your pocket. And that Telecaster you have, that's a Fiesta Red, correct? It's a Fiesta Red, Fiesta Red Vintera Telecaster. Um, basically, it's just one of them new line Mexico ones. I mean, I am a bit of a guitar collector. I've got about well, like a forty-seven guitars, like nice. And and I and, and I've got a lot of like vintage ones which I've collected over the years, and I'm you know and I'm really proud of them. But I don't tend to take them on gigs because I just couldn't afford to replace them. So I bought this Vintera, but I've um changed the pickups in it. There's a there's a Danny Garton, Joe Barden in the bridge, and a and this and this company called um 920D. They, they're an American company. I think they're Californian. They they made me a pick card with my name on it. Very you cool. Put, you you've got to put your name on everything these days. And yeah. um <laughs> and uh and they supplied me with a a Lambertone PAF pickup. Very so, cool. So so it's basically it's a stock. Vintera Telecaster, but I've changed the pickups on it. But when it was all stock, I put one of my videos online and Fender shared the video. So since Fender, the official Fender page shared the video, I've just sort of had this like weird attachment to that guitar. How long have you been playing with 
this three, the two other people you played with on this tour? I've been playing with Ollie the drummer for a month. And, right. um, and, uh, and <laughs> I know, but he, you know, he's class. I mean, he's, nice. he's best drummer I've ever played with. So anyway, a month awesome. for him. And obviously I'd never played with, with Mickey before, but he learned all the stuff prior. And, you know, he, he did a great job. Like, excellent. I looked you up on Spotify and uh, this is before you released the album. Um, and I saw your, your, your band playlist and pretty much I, you know, I went through that and I had, I have that saved because I feel like that really is the quintessential set list of, you know, what you play. Uh, oh, okay. Any influence really. But I see on the album, you know, Honey Hush was on that. And I was really happy to see one of the songs from that playlist made it to uh, the album. And Honey Hush is a great one, man. Well, I mean, it's an old Big Joe Turner tune, it is. But that version is the Pirates version, which they which they copped off the Johnny Burnett trio. Uh-huh. And I think that I think that Johnny Burnett trio album is just called the Johnny Burnett trio. It's uh-huh. like the it's like the greatest rockabilly record that has ever been cut. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got tear it up on it and and honey hash and train yeah. kept the rolling. And I mean, like you know, you train who done that Yardbirds on it. Yeah. So I mean, the, that record as as a lot. Oh, I I wouldn't know that. But I know like, I got you. I'm just saying, you know, it's worth. Yeah. Uh, but that you know that record influenced a lot of people. I have to mention a song to you, uh, "Blue Moon of Kentucky." Is that do you, do brilliant? You, it really is, man. I'm a I'm a big fan. I, I like I, I like everything Elvis has ever done. I mean, look at all the great guitar players Elvis had. You know, Scotty Moore, James Burton, Aunt Garland. Yep. I mean, they they all played with Elvis, and I, I and I mean. He's, even though he didn't, he, he, he never wrote a song in his life. Uh-huh. I, that, I, that doesn't matter. I, I think I think Elvis is brilliant. Tell me this: What blues players resonate with you most? Johnny Guitar Watson. Nice. Elmore James. Nice. <laughs> I can't say it. Hubert Sumlin. <laughs> nice. Hubert Sumlin. Muddy Waters, Howling Wolf. Yeah. Um, and then if, if you move on later on, like guys like like um, Junior Watson, absolutely, um, Duke Duke Robola, Jimmy Vaughan. Uh huh. Well, I, I, s- mean, I mean, you- there's so, so many, and, I, and I'm gonna miss them out, and then I'm gonna listen to it back and think, oh no, I missed out. Now the reason, like, kind of why I asked that question is because I appreciate your versatility so much, and like how you you really you bring the ultimate rap together presented as pub rock and roll, but there's clear cut blues chops and sensibility. Oh, blues. Yeah. And note selection. You, you emphasize note selection and just like when you improvise, like it's, it's, it's practical, but at the same time it's unorthodox because you try your best with, you know, just sort of your chops to, you know, your note selection is very tasteful. You know what I mean oh, when you play you when you play your blues, uh, as well as you know the stuff that's on the album. But when I've watched you play live, I mean your your blues chops and your note selection and your timing and your, you know, you really play great blues for like a pub rock and roll uh, 
Wizard. The, uh, the, uh, I thought the, I thought to try and stay away from the blues thing because yeah. I'm not because I'm not really a singer. Uh-huh. I, I like the, your voice. I think it's as an American dude. I think Americans like would say like, yeah, that voice kicks ass. But because really, do you know what? I, I don't think it, I don't think it kicks anything. Yeah. But um, <laughs> basically, I thought to sing because it's one less member of the band to find. So. I feel quite uncomfortable singing singing blues songs because I mean, like, 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 like people like Muddy Waters are incredible singers, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I just feel that I can't do a Muddy Waters song, for example, Justice, you know, with, with my stupid Welsh out the tune singing voice. But hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I think American people are they gravitate to act. See, the reason why, um, UK accents are so um why they're so there's such a stick factor to them to Americans is because I think Americans um are intrigued by a variation of pathology to English you know what I mean because we both speak English so I think like for things like that like singing I think like if you sing a rock song and you're British in America and like Americans hear that you're British through your singing voice, I think that it's even more appreciated. Uh, well, I've, in a way. I suppose it's like, you know, we, we've, we've been speaking beforehand and obviously, uh-huh. you know, as you say, you know, we both speak English and, and, and I've said to you tidy a few times. I'm like, and, yeah. and, and, and you, and you've picked up on my tidy. Yeah, and, and, and um, you like tidy, don't you? I, I, I think tidy is the greatest slang expression for saying like cool, sweet, all right, like tidy. Tidy is that. Yeah, that's, but it that's sounds it, funny man. when you say it. Abs- tidy. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. tell me this. Well, now that I've already said it, do you do you bless me with permission to use the word tidy moving forward? You can say what you like. Oh, thank you, man. Dude, you have tidy. no idea. Uh, tidy. Yes. Speaking of tidy, I got to tidy up my room, man. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up there. But oh, James, good. you're the absolute man. Thank you so oh, much. I appreciate for, that. Thank you for giving me your time. And really, uh, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled on. I'm going to keep listening to your work. I'm going to keep watching your content. And I'm going to keep raving about you because I love what you do and the music you play. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, man. Nice one. Thank you. Tidy. Tidy. Take care, man. Cheers.